Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Pharrell has taken over. Let's go. It's Pharrell. Coast to coast. Stakes, chicks, stacks. You and I are going to make a lot of money. It's Pharrell. Coast to coast. It's Pharrell on the bench, coast to coast in the biggest way possible. Hanging out. The bad seed, the broken data, bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad actors, bad taste, bad luck, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live, like you read about in the Pharrell Palatial, right across the river and through the woods from where Granny was just out on the back deck working a big old thumb of the hybrid orange cake. She means business in New York City. The Big Apple. Ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, directed traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do it. Oh, my friend, they come around, find floods, body up, rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown. What a mess, this town's a tatter, my brain's splattered all over Manhattan, should do be shake it up. It was gigging on Pharrell with Carver High, Mafia, LTN, doing the end zone celebration earlier, pre-show, pre-game hype. Our boy Ty Stick with the end zone dance, worshiping the Chiefs win over the Bills last night with the facial on Carver High. He wasn't having it. There is tension building here on the show. We have um, a birthday roll call for you. Rodney Hood, 28. Jeremy Hill, 28. Here you go. Juan Gonzalez, 51. Dave Craig. You remember uh, the quarterback, Dave Craig? Here you go. Uh, 62. Keith Hernandez, 67. And Ray Rhodes. You remember him, NFL coach? 70 years old today. Juan Marichal, 83. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. All right, we're going to talk college football in Nebraska. We'll start Adrian Martinez at quarterback against Ohio State. Adrian Martinez in his 15th year at Nebraska. (laughs) Every time I turn around, Adrian Martinez is the Nebraska quarterback. Is it not true? Big Ten won't find coaches for not wearing masks. Great way to start off the Big Ten season. Let's have all the coaches go out with no masks on. Nice start there, Kevin Warren, to the conference season. Uh, Everyone everywhere is wearing masks. NFL, every coach, everyone on the sideline wearing masks. They're not going to wear them in the Big Ten? Maybe they are stupid after all in the conference. I I am ashamed. I'm a Big Ten alum. Indiana, how about them Hoosiers? Lawyer uh, for a group of former players fires back at Iowa. It's a gigantic lawsuit against 
the Hawkeyes athletic department, the football team, Kirk Ferentz and his son, uh, that they're basically, in not so many words, racist, end quote. They're asking for $20 million. So the big war going on there. Iowa's hired a high-priced lawyer. Uh, Big Ten back this week. We'll look at all the games. We'll talk about everything. Uh, Wisconsin, Illinois, that game's Friday night. You got Michigan State, Rutgers, Iowa, Purdue, Penn State, Indiana, in Bloomington, I believe. Maryland, Northwestern, Michigan's at Minnesota. NC State going to start Bailey Hockman against North Carolina. How much has he improved since some rough performances in the past? We'll look at all the big games in college football this weekend. World Series game one tonight, unbelievable. Just past 8 o'clock in Arlington, East Coast time, that is. So they're going to be playing game one tonight. Kershaw going at it for the Dodgers. Uh, We'll talk about his past World Series failures. Uh, He knows the Rays have a tough lineup. We'll hear from him. Austin Meadows is on the show today. Uh, Tyler Glasnow on the difference in the Rays and Dodgers payrolls. Glasnow pitching game one for the Rays. Most states, all the betters are on uh, the Dodgers for the series. But game one, everyone's leaning Tampa Bay because of Kershaw. We'll give you the game one odds. And uh, their number one prospect for the race, shortstop Wander Franco, brought up. uh, He's not on the roster, though, released today. So maybe they just brought him up to enjoy the experience. (laughs) I have no idea what's going on there. Welcome in our radio affiliates on Sports Grid Radio. Go to sportsgridradio.com. Get the Sports Grid Radio app. It has all the TV and radio shows on it. It's Gandhi. And uh, get our YouTube page, subscribe free. Search Sports Grid Radio. You can watch us do the show. They'll see it tonight on the bench at 10. We're also on Mightier 1090 in San Diego and all of Southern California. Near T, Yawona, do Yawona. Braves pitcher Mike Soroka hopes to be ready to throw by spring training. He's coming along fine in his rehab. Ex-Astros GM Jeff Lunau again denying role in the Astros sign-stealing scandal. Your boy Jeff in denial. I hope he goes to see a shrink every week to deal with his issues. He had nothing to do with it. He says, I have nothing to do with this crime. I know nothing. Red Sox owners uh, plan a major redevelopment around Fenway Park. It's about time. Craig Mitchell will join us today. Covers the Marlins. You see him on Fantasy Sports today on Sports Grid. He's a badass. We'll talk UFC with Mafia as Gaethje gets ready for his war against Habib on Saturday in Pharrell Adabe. George Kurtz from Sports Grid will join us as well on today's show in the second hour. We'll get into everything with him. Uh, NFL, World Series, you name it. Chiefs run all over the Bills. I mean, they ran it down their throats in Buffalo in the rain. Uh, yesterday evening, Josh Allen takes all the blame. We'll hear from him, Sean McDermott. Chiefs show they don't need Mahomes at an MVP level when they can run the ball like that. We'll hear from Mahomes. Andy Reid's on the show today. The Bills apply with the patent office for the beloved Bills Mafia fan moniker to be theirs. Cards embarrassed the Cowboys last night at Jerry's World. How about that game? Kyler Murray, 80-yard bomb to Christian Kirk. We'll hear it. Zeke fumbles twice. We'll hear from Mike McCarthy. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury on the show today. The Dolphins have named Tua Tagovailoa the starter. He'll play in two weeks against the Rams. They got a bye this week. We'll talk about that situation, how it came about. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones could be trade targets before the deadline, if you believe it. Jalen Hurts going to have a bigger role in the Eagles offense. We'll get into everything NFL, you name it, odds for games this week. All of it today on Coast to Coast. 
GetGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. For all back on uh, Coast to Coast, uh, Carver High, huge reaction to his uh, sport coat yesterday on Coast to Coast. And then uh, did I get enough press for you today, uh, Carver High? A lot of media action today on your boy Pharrell. I got a lot of I got in the I got in the mix today, it appears. You did. You got in the mix a little bit. I uh, saw that this morning. Uh, nice job by you. Uh, yes, jacket worked out well. Uh, didn't work out well for the Bills, that's for sure. As uh, we'll get to that later in the show, they got absolutely uh, pounded by the Chiefs. But at least I looked good, right, Scotty? Because sometimes that's half the part. You got to look good, too, right? And you feel good. And then I thought it was uh, fantastic. I've seen (laughs) all that repertoire, though. I've seen the I've seen the cachet of famous sport coach. You got the Islanders orange one. That's rock star status. Well, that's got to come out, too, next week, right? Halloween around the corner. Don't we got to bust that out for Halloween? Probably the nice, the next time to break out the orange jacket, right? You mean for uh, Halloween? <laughs> for Halloween. We might have to get the orange jacket cooking for that. Um, right. I figured, Scotty, since the Big Ten is coming back this week, we need to spend more time on it uh, football-wise. Let's start. Uh, Nebraska is going to start Adrian Martinez uh, against Ohio State. You weren't kidding, Scotty. How long has he been in Nebraska? How many years has he ever? I mean, <laughs> he feels like honestly, he's been on the team for about seven or eight years, like you said. He stinks, too. Listen, he's not any good. When I was, I remember when I was seven years old, I was riding my huffy mountain bike around, and Adrian Martinez <laughs> was the quarterback at Nebraska. That guy's been there for 50 years. I mean, I mean honestly, I guess he's having trouble getting over that, <laughs> that psych 101 class. I mean, Frost can't find anybody else by now. Frost has been there, what, two or three years? He hasn't found a a fresh quarterback to use over at Nebraska. Uh, The Big Ten is not going to find coaches uh, for not wearing masks on the sidelines. So we've been through this with the NFL. They put out some heavy fines the first couple weeks for coaches not wearing it. If you're in the Big Ten, though, Scotty, uh, nothing to worry about starting this weekend. Yeah, I think this is uh, rather narrow-minded. I I don't understand this at all. This makes absolutely zero sense to me, particularly in the fact that, uh, you know, 90% of the Big Ten schools are in the Midwest and uh, in the North, 
and where bad weather is uh, right around the corner doing push-ups, and they're talking about massive spikes in the COVID everywhere in every state, and particularly in the North and Midwest. And now you're going to let entire coaching staffs and people on the sidelines not wear masks? I mean, you would think after they waited this long to play football and after they decided initially not to play football until they were pressured into playing football, that they would, at the time, seem to be smart enough to worry about student-athletes' health and and, uh, livelihoods, that they come out the first week they're going to play and they announce they're not going to wear masks in the Big Ten. I mean, it has to be the dumbest thing I think I've seen. I'm going to give it over the last 30 days. This is the dumbest thing I've seen in sports. Especially since how, you know, they weren't going to play at all, right? You talk about going from one extreme to the next. They were the conference who said, we're not going to play. We're, you know, we're going to be safe for everybody. And then they go and do this. Uh, Interesting to see. The Iowa situation, Scotty, uh, from over the last past couple months with Kirk Ferentz, he, of course, still the coach there. Now some former players are uh, suing the school, the lawyers firing back. Uh, very messy situation that continues to be at Iowa, Scotty, which you said a few months back. You couldn't understand how he still kept his job. Yeah, it, it's amazing to me. It, it really is uh, unfathomable that this guy still has his job. How many players have come forward to say that Kirk Ferentz is a racist and that his son is just as bad and that the program is filled with racial overtones in a negative light. Everywhere you turn, there's players saying it was a disaster and that they were racists. And then nothing happens to the guy at all. They said, we're going to work on some things. We're going to change the culture around here on the you know, campus in Iowa City. I just don't understand at all how, like, I don't think anyone anywhere could survive those kinds of uh, accusations and that many people coming forward to say that uh, there's racist stuff going on at, at any school anywhere. I think the coach should be fired. This guy's been there so long. He's got the administration under his thumb, obviously. But I think Kirk Ferentz should have been fired months ago. And I cannot believe that it rears its ugly head again with a lawsuit. In fact, at this point, I'm just going to say it. Uh, I hope that they win their lawsuit against the school and athletic department and against Kirk Ferentz. I believe at this point, I've heard 50 players say the guy's a racist. Who are you going to believe, Kirk or 50 people that say he's a racist? I mean, at some point, you have to tip the scales. I think he is. I think they've run a racist program, and you can quote me on that. We will see how it all plays out for Kirk and the crew uh, at Iowa. Let's take a look at the slate, Scotty, because it's the first week that they're back. You've got seven games in the Big Ten, and it all kicks off on Friday night. you get got a Friday nighter, Scotty, in Wisconsin. The Badgers minus 19.5 against the Fighting Illini. Look, uh, you know, I'll be honest. I think, you know, obviously Wisconsin always beats Illinois. And Wisconsin is one of the top teams in the country in terms of on paper, the, you know, wussy rankings that go out before you ever play a game, they're ranked. That's hilarious to me. You haven't played a game, but you're ranked. Uh, I've never understood that at all. You know how I feel about charts and graphs and about power rankings and about weekly rankings and everything. I think they're a joke. But I like Illinois at 23 and a hook. The number went down to 20 last night. Mafia was riding me to give the pick. 
And I got to tell you, I'm not going to jump off now. I had him at 23 and a half. I don't like it as much at 20, but I'm going to stick with it. I always feel like when they come out in the first game, they're a little raw and Russ never sleeps. Neil Young, check out. Ooh. But I'm going to go uh, Illinois with the cover, but Wisconsin wins the game. But Wisconsin now, you know, heavily favored and then ranked so high that they're in the conversation for a playoff, which is never going to happen. Wisconsin will never play in the college football playoff until they expand it to eight games. They'll never be a top four team in a country where they just kick everyone's ass. Tell me when that's going to happen because it never has and it never will. They're not good enough. They're not big enough. They're not fast enough. They're not athletic enough. They're just good. Wisconsin's good at playing football, but they're not great. And great teams make the playoff. Another big spread, uh, Ohio State, 27-and-a-half right now over Nebraska on Saturday. Iowa, we were just talking about them on the road at Purdue, minus three-and-a-half road favorite. Penn State, Scotty, how about Indiana? I've heard some good talk about the Indiana football team this year, only getting six-and-a-half at home against the mighty Penn State Nittany Lions and James Franklin on Saturday, Scotty. Well, listen, uh, just so we're clear, I'm an Indiana basketball fan, and I like them in everything they do because I went to IU. But um, I'm a Canes football fan, and I have been for over 40 years. So I don't think anything of Indiana football. I think Allen's done a good job there. But I still think Penn State goes in there and punches them right in the throat and sleeps with their girlfriends. Uh, And let me say this, Ohio State rolls, and I really like Purdue in an upset because of their great receiver. and uh, But Brom's not going to coach in that game. It is of concern to me. I'm now uh, rooting against Iowa in everything they do until Kirk Ferentz is fired. So I'm going to bet on Purdue in that game. I'm going to bet against Iowa every week and hate them until they clean out that program of all the racism. Also in the Big Ten, Northwestern at home, minus 11.5 against Maryland. Michigan on the road at Minnesota. Big Saturday night game for Jim Harbaugh. They are three-and-a-half-point favorite. Rutgers at Michigan State outside of New Jersey, Scotty. Let's say you're at the FanDuel in Pennsylvania or Illinois or one of, Colorado, right. one of those other states. It is 13-and-a-half. Michigan State is favorite. Yes, I would, never, I would never engage in any unethical betting, so I have no idea. Piscataway, I thought, was somewhere near Dublin. I have no idea where that is. I've never heard of this school. Uh, but Michigan, I say, loses. Row the boat in Minneapolis. Have fun. Jim Harbaugh, nice start to the season with a loss. And I can't remember the other game because I have early for Alzheimer's. <laughs> uh, Northwestern, who should beat up on oh, Maryland uh, yes, as well. I think Northwestern, <laughs> they're laying like 10 and a hook, and, and I laid it. I have no idea whatsoever why I would ever lay double digits with Northwestern. Let me tell you about Northwestern athletics. Okay, so Northwestern's a great school. And if you get your master's degree in the Big Ten, that's where you want to go. Uh, It is the best school in the Big Ten for an education. But when it comes to sports, they have the fattest girlfriend at the entire school. That's their their athletic program is fat chicks. and, And they suck at everything. I don't care what anybody says. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Why would you spend 800 bucks on a phone to send text messages to someone? So you could put rabbit ears on your girlfriend's uh, face, send her pictures. As long as I can place a bet on my damn phone, I'm good. The Sports Grid Network. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a good question, Scott. Hold, hold on here. What? What? Oh, yeah. Oh, hi, hi, hi. Hey, hey, Johnny Knuckles. How you doing? It's Cam. I like the Buffalo Bills tonight, and I like the Cowboys. Click. Anyway, here we go. I am ice cold, buddy. I told you, colder than a deep freezer. I had a great Sunday, and what do I do? Piss it away. Hey, Carver, I blame you and Morency. Screw the Bills. Every time I bet on these losers, they never cover. Anyway, hey, no, they suck. Yeah, elite, elite, my, anyway, let's talk. Uh, Tampa Bay, I'm going with the dog tonight. Why not, Scotty? Let's walk the dog with the Rays. I like Glass now. We're getting a price. Let's party, because if I don't win tonight, there won't be a party. I don't like ramen noodles and tuna and craft dinner. I like rib caps and seafood. It's time to upgrade. I need a winner. I think I think I uh, lived in college on ramen noodles, salt, and bong rips. <laughs> Great parlay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw throw in some natty ice, and then we got a, a nice four banger we can live on, buddy. All that right. beer's got all right, garbage. Cam, I'll talk to you next hour. Good stuff, Cam Stewart. Everybody. Later. Uh, all right, uh, Carver. Let's talk World Series now. Game one tonight. Thank God because. There's absolutely nothing else on, which is uh, depressing. Like, I'm starting to notice the withdrawals from hockey and the NBA real quick. Yes, uh, the World Series has the stage to itself tonight, Scotty. Game one in Arlington, Texas, between the Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, Scotty, he will be the story tonight. Uh, he gets the ball for L.A. We know about his past World Series and playoff struggles in general He's got a chance to finally get it done. Let's hear our first uh, Kershaw clip, Scotty, talking about those past failures. I think every year is different. You know, obviously postseason, um, you have that experience to draw on. So um, just trying to, you know, learn from that as best you can. But, you know, at the same time, every year is different. Every team is different. The Rays are a different team than the Astros and the Red Sox. And, um so, you know, I'm going to prepare like I always do and be as ready as I can be and um, excited about another opportunity to get it done. And in Portuguese, what that means is in the back of his head, he knows he's tripping because every time he pitches in a big moment in the postseason, in the playoffs, or in the World Series, he gets beat. And so don't tell me that guy's not worried about another failure. That's exactly what he's thinking about all this. I'm just preparing, getting ready. Every year is different. No, it's not. Every year it got worse. So the bottom line is 
you know, I thought about this for a while and I thought, why don't they just let him pitch five innings? Don't let him go into the sixth inning and seventh inning. Every time they do, they get roasted. So uh, I think he should just be a five inning guy max and then go to the middle relief and uh, hit your bullpen. They got all these pitchers. Let's see what they're made of. Because uh, every time they let this guy go too long, something bad happens. You know it, I know it. And there's no reason why they couldn't do that, Scotty, when you consider that's what they do with everybody now. That's what all these teams do is the starter goes four or five innings and they turn it over to the bullpen. So you might as well do that with the mighty Kershaw as well. Here he is, Scotty, one more time talking about the Tampa lineup that he will be facing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they, they've got a great team. Um, I mean, without saying, you know, obviously their their pitching staff is what gets talked about a lot, but they got a lot of guys on the offensive side of it that can, you know, make you pay if you make mistakes. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Rosarena, the way he's going right now, swinging the bat really well. Um, try to limit him as much as you can, but they got a lot of guys. You know, obviously they try and play the platoon advantage, so they got a lot of guys switching in and out right, left, but, um, you know, they got a great team. Do you think he looks like Jesus at all? <laughs> <laughs> He's got the playoff beard rocking. I'll give him that, Scott. He's got a pretty good playoff beard, old Clayton. Uh, you know, he kind of keeps that during the year, I guess, as well. But he's let that grow right. out pretty nice. And he had the, you know, the dirty hat. Doesn't put on that brand new World Series hat. He wears the same one that he's been wearing all year. There is stuff to like about him, but I'd like to see him actually show up and win a couple games here in the World Series. That would be nice. Let's get to the Rays side of it, Scotty, and we'll start with Austin Meadows. He says, we believe, Scotty, the Rays believe against the mighty Dodgers. Here's Meadows. I think for us, we know... We know we can compete with anybody. Um, you know, I think with us in that clubhouse, we know that we have um, as good as talent as anybody else, regardless of payroll, regardless of whatnot. I think, you know, we know that we can compete with anybody. Um, and we've shown that all year. Um, you know, obviously winning the division um, and then the championship series, um, you know, we just proved that, you know, we can compete with anyone, especially, you know, with the Astros, they're a great team. Um, you know, we fought to the end there and we're able to, you know, pull it out and move on. So, um, you know, there's there's no pressure to these guys. We know we know how good we are um, and we're going to try to, you know, prove that here in this series. Is there anything worse than the guy that tells you five times that they can compete with anyone? God, it would just be so refreshing if somebody came out and said, uh, you know, we're in the World Series and our plan is to kick their teeth in. We have no interest in anything else except beating their ass. We're not afraid of the Dodgers. We're going to punch them right in the throat. Let's go. They think they're so badass. We'll see you tonight, game one, instead of all this. We think we, we, we have a real cohesive group. We have a great clubhouse. We have a bunch of guys that compete every night, night in, night out. We think we can play with anyone. We're pretty sure we can play with anyone. And when we played against the Astros, we blew a 3 nothing lead and bent over and got spanked and called Charlie. And we got lucky because of Charlie Morton to win finally on Saturday night. And here we are, and we're scared to death of the Dodgers. That's what it sounded like to me. It sounded like we don't know why we're here, and we're scared to death of the Dodgers. That's what it sounded like to me. Well, there are some people that uh, do want to know why they're here. They have one of the lowest payrolls, Scotty, in Major League Baseball. They do it the analytical way, and they are facing one of the higher payrolls in baseball in the L.A. Dodgers. Here is Tampa starter tonight, Tyler Glass now, talking about the difference between the two teams. Well, no, I think that like, last year we kind of realized like we were – we could compete with really anyone here. So I don't know if it, there's like any intimidation or anything like that. I think we all understand how good we are as a team. 
Um, I, I think stepping outside of it, knowing that like they all do have high payrolls and we have like the lowest is pretty outstanding. I just say in terms of like just numbers in general, just like how good the front office has done and what the organization has done to put this team together is pretty amazing. But as far as competition goes, I don't really think payroll is like too much of something that players think about. For me anyway, I just think it's kind of like you see who's out there, who's on, who's in the lineup and you attack them accordingly. Yeah, okay, what that means is he played in Pittsburgh, so he only knows about being on a broke-ass team with no money. So he's on another broke-ass team with no money now. And I just wanted to say that I think Gatorade Zero is a lot better than low-sugar Gatorade. And I prefer the zero to the low sugar because if you're drinking low sugar like uh, Glasnow was there, you're still drinking sugar. So I prefer no sugar at all and 12 grams of salt to get my rocks off when I'm drinking uh, electrolytes after playing basketball or smoking too much on the back deck. You need Gatorade Zero. They were trying to sell me some kind of low sugar uh, like like walk-off style there. I don't know what that was. Yeah, I'm with you. I prefer the Zero as well, Scotty. That's a good product that they have. So uh, I'm with you all the way on that one. I now give you some numbers, Scotty, from the FanDuel Sportsbook. Most states, Scotty, are betting on the Dodgers to win the World Series. You see it uh, there on your left-hand side. Uh, Dodgers 57, 50, 67, right in that area. But for Game 1, Scotty, the Rays seem to be the play. Are you attributing that to the fact that Clayton Kershaw is on the mound tonight for the Dodgers? Absolutely. Uh, and But I won't deny that I am scared at those numbers that you're showing me from FanDuel that the whole world's betting on the Rays. In their series against the uh, Astros, I bet on the Rays in the first two games, right? And uh, I felt like that they would, you know, beat the Astros. I think Glasnow is going to have to throw a great game to beat the Dodgers. And I'm hoping that Kershaw gives up his usual four or five runs in the postseason. His ERA in the postseason is well around four and a half. So the bottom line is uh, I want to see the guy give up four and a half runs and hope that the Rays beat him. Like, I get it. I, I still think uh, the Dodgers can beat Glasnow. That one through nine lineup of the Dodgers is evil. If Glasnow makes one mistake at all with every hitter, they could burn him. So I think it's a, a very dangerous Dodger team. In fact, uh, the fact that they came back on the Braves, I'm not that surprised at. And I also think they are a better team than the Rays. So before we get to this game one tonight then, Scotty, please let us know. Get, first, get, give me both here. Give me series pick and give me game one pick. Give me both of them here for you as we put this up on the screen. Uh, Glass now, of course. Uh, Dodgers, uh, you see the lines right there. Minus 164 for the Dodgers tonight, plus 142 for the Rays, over under 7.5. What do you think, Scotty? Well, I bet on Glass now, and it's, you know, I think a risky bet, and I uh, I think the Dodgers are going to win the World Series. Uh, it's just, if they don't win it now, they'll never win it. I mean, honestly, because they've been there so many times, and they've uh, gone uh, to the, you know, division titles route, to the uh, NLCS route, to the World Series, and losing in the World Series, and being cheated out of a World Series, in my opinion. I thought that was dirty, uh, but now they've got just a clean slate right here and a chance after beating the Braves to beat the Rays and finally win a title. And if they don't win it uh, with this team, 
in essence, they might as well start breaking this team up and keeping it Mookie Betts and company and their best players because uh, these nine have been together now for all these failures for the most part, and it's uh, sink or swim this time. If they lose this time, heads have to roll. Speaking of the Braves, pitcher Mike Soroka hopes to be ready to throw by spring training. Red Sox owners are planning a major redevelopment around Fenway Park and former Astro GM Jeff Lunau again, Scotty, denies any involvement in the Astros sign-stealing scandal. There you go. <laughs> I know how much you love Jeff. You love all those guys. So <laughs> That guy is speaking to himself when he's driving in his car, just talking to himself. I didn't do anything. I swear to God. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, Pharrell back on Coast to Coast, and we bring in Craig Mish from Fantasy Sports Today. Of course, he covers Major League Baseball and the Miami Marlins uh, on the usual beat. It's good to have Craig again on Coast to Coast. I hope you're doing fantastic, Craig. Let's go back, if you will, to what you think of Clayton Kershaw's performances uh, in 2017 and 2018 in the World Series. I think the World Series, he's he's one and two in those starts, but it's the rest of the postseason and that high ERA that everybody loves to get lathered up about on uh, you know sports talk radio and in the media, and they love to say that he's a a playoff failure. Uh, but you know this guy pitches in gigantic games all in these playoffs in all these years. Some guys never sniff that, and people act like it's so easy pitching in a playoff game or in a World Series game. It's got to be one of the hardest jobs on earth. It definitely is. And, and Scott, you know, I think you're too hard on the Dodgers, man. Like, heads are going to roll. I mean, getting to the World <laughs> Series five times in six years? I mean, Scott, the Braves won nothing for 15 years. They won the division every year. Bobby Cox is a Hall of Famer. Shipper Jones is a Hall of Famer. Smoltz, Glavin, Maddox. If the Dodgers go to the World Series 15 times and lose them all, are they a failure? Well, I just <laughs> think that... that at some point, at some point, uh, if you go to the playoffs every year and you never get it done in sports today, in this day and age, someone's going to get fired. And that's just all there is to it. Yeah, I, I mean, look, man. I mean, it is really hard to win a championship in sports. And I understand that if they don't win a World Series overall in a 10 or 15 year period, it'll be looked at as a disappointment. But they were the best in their division, the best in their uh, league for for the last five years. And the Rays are really good. I mean, I, I could definitely see the Rays winning this and the Dodgers going home again without a World Series. Tampa Bay is very well equipped to beat the Dodgers. now. In terms of Kershaw, he has had some 
really disappointing moments. He get, He's given up home runs to big left-handed batters like Matt Adams in the past, who no one thought would ever get that done when St. Louis ended up beating him back many years ago. But you're 100% right on that. When you pitch in the big game, you're going to be exposed more in a big game. And every single thing that happens in the League Championship Series and in the World Series gets dissected more than anything else. Kevin Cash was being destroyed for taking out Charlie Morton after the fifth inning in Game 7 of the ALCS. But guess what? Kevin Cash does that every year, every game, with every pitcher. And they're not going to change what they're going to do just based on that situation. So... I think we micromanage this stuff way too much. Makes it a lot of fun for you and for me to talk about it. But the reality is, is we are way too hard on these guys in the big moments because everyone's watching right now. No one's watching the Rays during the regular season. And even during the 60-game season, I can tell you, Dodger outside of people in Los Angeles, and they can't even watch the Dodgers sometimes because their cable situation, but outside of the people right. in Los Angeles, who is watching the Dodgers on a nightly basis? No one. You know, he might very well go home. He's from Dallas, and he might go home and pitch the game of his life tonight. Well, we have no idea going into it. Do you feel, Craig, at any point that Dave Roberts should do that with Kershaw, what Cash does? Take him out after five instead of letting him get into the sixth and seventh inning of these World Series games where he seems to run into his problems? It's a great question, but based on the way that their relievers have pitched in the postseason, the answer is no. They don't have who the Rays have. The Rays can build this bridge from the fifth inning on, and none of their guys are giving up runs. And no one knows who Nick Anderson is or Curtis is with two S's on the back of his name or Pete Fairbanks, who's closing out the ninth inning. The Rays have come to play with their bullpen. Thus far, the Dodgers have not. Here is the good news. At the very least, it looks like Kenley Jansen can get the job done in the ninth. And if Dave Roberts chose to, he could go to Julio Urias, who finished out the last game as well. But, Scott, you can't do that four games in a row or five games in a row. So at some point, I do think that he's going to have to continue to let that leash go a little bit longer with Kershaw. And as Don Mattingly said this year to me on one of the Zoom calls that I had, he said, Craig, look, I could very well go out and take somebody else and put them in the bullpen to a pitcher that I have on the mound. I could do it. But I have to ask myself at that moment, is this guy better than the guy that I have on the mound right now? And if the answer is no, the starter stays in. Hmm. That's fascinating. Do you think, uh, Craig, that Gratterall is their best reliever? Urias is, is a starter who's pitching as a reliever. So I would say that Urias is their best. I would say Gratterall is their second best. I would say Kenley Jansen, I'm starting to feel a little bit better in the eighth or in the ninth. And I don't have a lot of faith after that. I mean, I, I guess Joe Kelly is in the mix there. They could, they, they could use Tony Gonsolin. I'm not sure what the status is with that. And the, and the other thing that the Dodgers have done, and I know it worked uh, in game seven, I got to tell you, this kid, Dustin May, who pitches for the Dodgers, I don't know what they're doing with him. He is going to be a starter in the major leagues for a long time. In the offseason, I hope Andrew Friedman trades, trades this kid, Dustin May, somewhere else to let this kid pitch five innings somewhere. Because I, I understand the use of an opener. The Rays have done it. They've had a lot of success with it. Oakland has done it. And, but but L.A. Is, is, is not doing it the right way. I mean, th- this kid May is a starting pitcher. Sometimes starting pitchers are going to give up a run 
in the first inning. It's going to happen. And you can't be afraid of the snowball in any situation. What is that doing for the mentality of your best young pitching prospect, showing him that in every regular season game next year, he's got to worry about the first inning? That's the only issue I have with the Dodgers. I would love to see May go five innings in a Major League Baseball game. Like he did yeah, opening night of the Major League season. I'm with you. I think that he's uh, an incredible talent, and I don't believe they're going to let him go. I, I really don't. I think he's the future of the Dodgers, uh, and they're just uh, handling him uh, the way you described perfectly, and I don't think it's right either, but it is what it is, and they think, obviously, you know how they think. They just know more than all of us. Uh, that's what they do for a living in terms of running their ball club, and I think they're, you know, it's the same thing for me as this kid, not, not in the same capacity. He's not a pitcher, but I think the Yankees have tortured this Clint Frazier kid since he's been with the team. Uh, we thought he was going to get traded 10 times, uh, and they never used him. They sent him down 50 times. That guy can flat out rake with a bat. I know he's not good defensively, but I think they mishandled him, the Yankees. And I think May's being mishandled. Let me ask you this. Do you... Uh, think you've ever seen anything like I don't remember ever seeing anyone play defense like Mookie Betts right now what he's done in the playoffs with his glove like making all these home run robbing catches and shoestring catches he is really I know why he's won four gold gloves whatever it is the guy's incredible have you ever seen anything like it in the playoffs uh, not in the playoffs, no. Not 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 game saving catches back to back like that. No. It it reminds me, uh, Scotty, do you remember in the regular season in big games in the ninth inning when uh whether it was with the Cardinals or with the Angels, that Jim Edmonds would be running like backwards and making yes. these unbelievable catches, like saving Certainly. games, right? But but not at that level in in the postseason going over the wall like that. Uh, so the easy answer to that is is no. And as you said, he's won many gold gloves. A lot of people feel he can play center field. When he was in Boston, Jackie Bradley Jr. was a bit better and probably still is a better defender than Mookie Betts. He's one of the best center fielders in baseball. It's just he's had a hard time hitting through the years. But, uh, yeah, he's saved multiple games for them in big spots. And it wouldn't surprise me to see him do it again. That's a great call by you on Jim Edmonds. I used to go watch him play uh, in Anaheim, right, when I lived in Huntington Beach, and he was worth the price of admission watching him play. It was right. it was another, guy, yeah. another guy that I covered that I think was the best I uh, really ever saw, you'd probably be surprised to hear me say this, but Andy Van Slyke, I thought, covered the outfield when he was with the Cardinals and the Pirates uh, better than anybody I'd ever seen. I mean, I thought that guy was a phenomenal outfielder. Yeah, and, and Andy Van Slyke was was a great player, and unfortunately, at the end of his career and even afterwards, it, it's, as far as what I remember, I, I don't think he was very well liked at the end by a lot of different organizations from from being around. But, but uh, he was always a very fan friendly guy. I thought a lot of them. His son played for the Dodgers for a few years there, Scott Van Slyke. Right. So, uh, yeah, with, with Pittsburgh and then on with St. Louis. But you're right; he played on those Bonds, Benia. Uh, you know, team Mike Lavalier teams that uh, that, that right. Pittsburgh ran through through the years. So yeah, he was he was a big piece of what they did back in the '90s, early '90s. So, what do you think the uh, Rays are going to have to do here in this series? Uh, anything differently than they've done to get here in terms of dealing with the Dodgers, as they were just dealing uh, with the Astros? They blew the 3-0 lead, but they got it done because of Morton. I think no other reason. But uh, obviously, they're going to have to get productivity like they got from a Rosarena for more than just one bat. They've got to get more guys hitting to beat the Dodgers. I think you hit it. That's what I would have said. Is uh, it, Look, I don't think they need to win four games 
like that, Scott. I don't think so. I think they can play raised ball and win four to two and three to one in a couple. But to win the World Series, they're going to have to outslug the Dodgers in a game. Like, I, I think to win it all, it's going to have to happen. Now, can it? Yes. Is it likely? No. And that's why the Dodgers are favored in the series, as they should be. They have the bats. The Rays do not. And if it gets into the sixth or seventh inning and the bullpens are in for both teams, the, the Dodgers have the bats and the Rays have the pitchers. Now, in general, from my knowledge in the postseason, how it works is that the pitching is always going to be more important than the hitting which is why I think the series price is very undervalued on Tampa Bay. There is no doubt. If I had to pick one side, it would be Tampa Bay. I know that I looked at the FanDuel odds today, and I believe that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, if it goes six games, it's plus 210, and seven games is plus 220. It'd be either of those for me, Scott. I don't see a short series at all. It would be one of those two. Wow. Uh, I think it's uh, going to be very exciting to see uh, how it comes to a head. I have to ask you, do you think game three with Bueller and Morton is the best game? Like right off the uh, sheet, like when I'm looking at the games, like one, two, three, whatever, that game three, we still don't know who's starting uh, in game two for the Dodgers. But that Bueller-Morton looks like game three. Can you imagine what a fantastic uh, pitching matchup that is? Yeah, and, and look, the Rays having to go. Uh, the distance with Houston kind of hurt them a little bit. They'll take it any day of the week. But I, I think if you ask the Rays quietly, hey, who would you want in one, four, and seven? It'd be Charlie Morton, Scott. There's no doubt. And so now the way that it's set up, it's going to be Morton maybe twice. Now, remember, Morton in, in game seven of the 2017 World Series, I believe, came in the fifth inning and pitched the rest of the game. So I'm guessing that that would be their plan with him. And in terms of Walker Bueller, I would expect a great matchup as well. So Maybe you're right. Maybe maybe it is Dodgers winning, and, and they're look they're minus one seventy tonight. Maybe it is the Dodgers winning game one, and and giving Tampa Bay that one in game three because no one has beat Charlie Morton in the postseason in in how long. And maybe it is game two that's kind of the equalizer there. Uh, look, if 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 the Dodgers go up two zero, it's going to be really hard for for Tampa Bay to come back because you know that the Dodgers are going to score. But I don't see that happening. I see this just going back and forth the whole time. Who do you think's better? Uh, respectfully, I got sixty seconds. The uh, is Snell or Glass now? Uh, hard one for me. I think long term, I, I, Snell is a Cy Young Award winner. He's better right now. If you ask me for the future, I would have Glass now. I'd take Glass now for the next five years as opposed to Snell. But I'm not going to look at. I, I have to look at track record. Snell has won a Cy Young Award. He has been the better pitcher. But moving forward, I'd want Glass now. So, uh, 40 seconds. Do you think Glasnow, in game one of the World Series, uh, can handle the moment? No big deal, no problem, or you think he's going to be a little bit of a mess? I think if it was in L.A., it'd be rough. Neutral site, a lot of fans rooting for both. Well, probably most fans rooting for the Dodgers. Who am I kidding? But uh, a lot of, uh, not as many fans as a normal World Series site. Uh, just like the NFL, as we're seeing all the road teams just go smack teams down on the other side, too. It doesn't really matter. Uh, home field advantage in sports in 2020 is the least talked about, most important thing that we cover here on Sports. I got to tell you, I think the Dodgers have a little bit of an edge right off the jump because they've been playing in the ballpark and the angles and the outfield and everything else. And then uh, the Rays were playing at Petco. I think Dodgers might have a little edge there. Great stuff, Craig. Enjoy the World Series. Thanks for coming on Coast to Coast. Fantastic job. Anytime, Scotty. Thank you. Thanks for having me. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
right, Pharrell back on Coast to Coast. Carver High, uh, I know we've got some fashion uh, additions here to uh, C2C today. Very impressive stuff. Can I see it? Yes, you can. Uh, it was uh, leaked yesterday that there could be some retro jerseys throughout the NHL. And I know how much you oh. like your penguin sweaters. These are the, oh. now this is not, you know, official. This is reported, et cetera. But this is like that mid 90s look, Scott. You remember they started wearing these? I think around 92, one. 93, they had a black one just like this with Pittsburgh across uh, uh, diagonally like that. I like the white one uh, with with the uh, the penguin crest up there on the shoulder. Uh, that's a pretty sweet look there for your boys. Honestly, I have the black one, and it's just simply badass is the only way to describe it. And I used to love that uh, sweater. I have it uh, in my house right now as we speak. And now that I've seen the white one in the same setup with the Pittsburgh draped across the front diagonally, I'm all in. I got to get one immediately. I love it. I think it's fantastic. It's cool. I think it's fresh looking. Where do I get one? Sign me up. I'm all in on the Penguins' new third sweater. Bring it. And uh, we, of course, yesterday brought up how Doc Emmerich is going to be retiring from uh, calling the big games on NBC. Already, Scotty, the replacements, or potential ones, I should say, are starting to get listed. Among them, Kenny Albert, who already does a lot of games on NBC, kind of the number two guy. And Mike Tirico, Scotty, who just started doing hockey games not too long ago. He did a couple during uh, the during the bubble here uh, the last few months, but... He hasn't done as much hockey as some of these other guys. That would be an interesting choice, Scotty. Yeah, I, look, no offense to Mike. I, I know he's going to be doing NBC everything, Olympics. I know he's going to do uh, the NFL uh, games. He's going to replace Al Michaels. I, I think he should uh, not be the hockey announcer. Thanks. I think Kenny Albert's the number two guy. Kenny deserves the gig. He's done five million games. He constantly calls games for uh, Doc Emmerich when he's not there. Kenny's got to get that job. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360. 